Welcome to Gateway Community Church, Webster, Texas. We're so glad you found us, and we hope this message helps you discover more about God and His unique plan for your life. Wow. I'm just tired over there. So my wife points out something to me. We always wonder how the trapeze artist stays on the trapeze. Bolts in the knees. Just right over there. Bolts in the knees. We finally, wow. We finally figured that out. Well, this has been quite a morning. Are you guys having fun yet or what? You know, worship should be fun. We should enjoy it. It should just be moments of times where we just sit back and we just go, what? Because we have a God that wants us to move through life and go, what? Out of amazement. This morning is Promotion Sunday. How many students in there are promoting today? Raise your hand. Woo! All right. Well, here's the deal. Another word for promotion is advancement, so we could call it Advancement Sunday. For you older students, you're advancing. But I'm a student of words. I love to look at words and kind of see what's all about. And I looked up promotion, I looked up synonyms for promotion, and there's other words you can use. It's called betterment, build up, support, honor, breakthrough. So not only is it promotion Sunday, breakthrough Sunday, honor Sunday, support Sunday, build up Sunday. That's right, this morning's much more than just promoting from one grade to the other. Get to meet new teachers, obviously. New space, awesome. New friends, even better. But there's more going on this morning than simply promoting to the next level. This morning is not simply about our kids and our students. It's about us as adults. It's about what does God call us to do in all of this, in this Promoting Sunday. It's not simply promoting from one grade to the other. It's about us adults, whether we're parents grandparents, which I am, single, family with kids, family without kids, empty nesters. How many empty nesters out there? There's a few of us out there. Woo! Woo! (laughs) But it's all about us as adults as we honor, support, build up, and pour into this generation. Look around, adults. No, really, look around, adults. Look at all the kids and youth that are in here. And this is what God calls us to do as adults. It's on your wristband. If you have a wristband, Deuteronomy 5, 6, starting with verse 5. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your, with all your soul. Love him and love him with all you got. Write these commandments and give, I've given you today. Get them inside you. And get them inside your children. And then it goes on to talk about wherever you go, impress these truths, these commandments on your kids. I know what you're thinking. Some of you out there go, well, I don't have kids. This is for parents. Or if you're an empty nest for me, well, my kids have grown. That's, that's okay. How about Psalms 145.4? One generation commends your work to another generation. Tell, they tell of your great and mighty works. How about Psalm 78, 4? We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of God, 
about his power and his mighty wonders. As adults, it is our role to invest, to pour in, to honor that next generation and to share God's love into their lives. But again, I know, because I was there at one time many years ago, what you're thinking. Well, I can't, I can't do that. I don't have time. I, I don't. Kids, woo, kids, woo, kind of thing. And we forget something. We forget it's not how much. We forget it's not what I can or can't do for God or feel like I can't do for God. We forget what God's truly asking of us. He's saying, I just want you to be open. I just want you to be available. I just want you to be there and allow me to use you and the lives of the kids that I bring your way. We forget that. We think it's about what we do. And it's more about what God does within us. You know, after all, we were this generation at one time many years ago. I was a long time ago. I was this generation. And you know, let me quickly tell you a story. A story about me. A story about how God, how adults opened themselves, whether they knew it or not, to God, to allow God to use them in my life. Kindergarten. My friend Terry and I were about six years old. We would go through backyards. Back then there were no fences in the backyard. We would travel through three or four backyards to get to the backyard of this couple and usually on the back porch, this man would be sitting. He was a motorcycle cop. And he would sit there hour after hour just talking to two, two kindergartners. Just talking to us. Second grade, Mrs. House. She's a homemaker. All I have to say is this. She led me to the Lord when I was in second grade. A homemaker. Third grade, Mr. Post, great name because he was a mailman. You know, I know we all laugh too. You know? As kids, we're all, I don't get it. My parents are all laughing. He was a mailman. But this is, I don't remember much of what Mr. Post ever said, but I remember third grade being in a Sunday school class, and he loved God's Word. And he was all about memorizing God's Word. Sixth grade, Mr. Gillis, sixth grade teacher, at Murray Manor Elementary, first man teacher I ever had. He was the coolest teacher around because, and some of you will understand this, he had a Nehru jacket, and he wore it. And if you're all wondering what it is, Google it later, you'll find out. And he wore it. But here's the deal. Where most teachers were hiding on their break while we were all doing recess, our lunch out recess, he would come out and throw the football to all us guys. As far as he could throw that football, he would throw. He loved kids. Sixth grade, Mr. Leatherman, Sunday school teacher. He used to take us guys out to a field, and we played this game. We had no clue, but it was called soccer. Yet I remember that was a long time ago. This man also took a group of us guys onto an aircraft carrier 
to have lunch with his son and over a hundred other sailors. I'll never forget that. Eighth grade, algebra. Mrs. Sunderson. She saw something in me I never saw. And she said, Robert, don't give up. Good things are going to happen for you. Mrs. Sunderson. Ninth grade high school. Mr. Karna, my coach, track coach. I was pretty fast. I'll never forget, one day we're all warming up, students. All us guys are warming up, getting ready for track practice. And he walks over and goes, hey, I need somebody to run hurdles. This meet coming up on Friday. Anybody volunteer? And all my friends are, no, I'm not running hurdles. I just raised my hand. I'll try it. Two days. He worked with me two days. The race came Friday. I didn't really run the hurdles. I kind of ran up to him, hopped over it. Ran to the next one, hopped over it. Ran to the next one, hopped. Hey, I won. I won the race. It was the beginning of four years of running hurdles, which I loved. And I was not too bad at it, actually. And then as a young adult, coming home on a city bus, briefcase, my cylinder in hand with all my draft drawings from drafting class, and sitting on a seat next to an older woman thinking to myself, what's my life about? What am I going to do in life? At that time, unemployment was real high. There weren't very many jobs out there. And I was just thinking, what am I going to do? And this older woman... I, I don't remember what she looks like, but this older woman saw the cylinder and said, asked me questions, told me how her husband was a draftsman. And then she finally looked at me and said, it'll be okay. You'll be fine. And I remember walking off that bus thinking, how did she know I needed to hear that? It's not so much what you think you can do. It's more about being open and available and be ready to be used by God in the lives of kids around you. Just many times as adults, we're so busy, aren't we? We need to slow down and look at everything that's down this way and spend the time to be a person that's used by God in the life of kids. Because you know what? Somebody in here needs to be that motorcycle cop that listens to to little kindergartners. Somebody in here needs to be that second grade teacher, Sunday school teacher, who will get the privilege to lead kids to the Lord. Somebody in here needs to be Mr. Post, loves God's word. Somebody needs to be a Mrs. Sunderson in somebody's life. And a coach. And just a person who takes the time to ask the kid next to him, hey, what are you doing? What's what's going on in your life? And to say the words, it'll be okay. The question I have for you this morning, are you in? Well, this little guy right here is in. And he's this generation. Seriously, I want to challenge you today. In your bulletin, you have the two C's and two S's. It gives you ideas of how you can be in for today's, this generation. 
I want you to consider that. I want you to be available to God. I want you to pray in a few minutes when I come back up. Say, God, I'm in. I want to be available. Use me however you desire to use me in the lives of students around me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for the adults that had impact in my life growing up. And I just know there's a room full of these people, full of adults that you want and the desire to use in the life of kids today, whether four years old, 14 years old, a young adult. That you have a desire to love through them into the lives of these kids. Lord, remind us that we need to be in because you're all in and we need to be all in with you. And all God's people said, awesome. Huh? Thank you. I want my cell phone.
stand up. Stand up. We're going to, as a group, James says the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, and I believe that. You figure all these people, and we're going to pray, and I'm going to ask you to, to grab the hand of the person next to you. If you've got to stretch across the aisle, stretch across the aisle. And I'm going to just lead us in some prayer. And I might, uh, I'm going to just say, pray. And I'm going to silence you and pray, and I'll say, pray for this, and silence you. You'll pray. And here's the deal. This might be a little out of your comfort zone. For those who want to pray out loud, pray out loud. For those that just want to pray quietly, pray quietly. Many years ago, I was in a church that all the people just started praying out loud, and I thought, this is crazy. And then I realized, man, this is what it sounds like to God when people are praying. So if you want to pray out loud, pray out loud. If not, pray silently. But your prayers are powerful and effective. Never forget that. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Right now, pray for the students in your life. Pray for those right now.
Now pray for those that you know that work with students every day. Pray for those people. If you know their names, pray for them specifically. And not God knows who they are. Pray for them. And now I ask that you yourself ask God, what is my role, God? How am I to be all in? I want to be available, willing, open to being used by you. Pray that to God right now. Heavenly Father, you've heard hundreds of voices this morning from those who have been Christ followers for a long time, for those that have just begun their journey. You've heard them all and you listen to them all. And Lord, I pray over these students that are in this room, I ask that you would surround them with your love, that you would bring people into their lives that will speak your truth, your love, your confidence, your strength into their hearts. I pray for those who work with students, that you will give them just the right words to say to that student that needs to hear them. And I pray for all of us in this room, that you'll remind us every day as we're working our way through the day, as we bump into this generation, that you will use us, however it is, a smile, a few words, a pat on the back, that you will use us with this generation. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. You may have a seat. To learn more about us, visit www.gateway-community.org. Welcome to your journey.